Hello and welcome to this CB on Air podcast. I'm Dan Hinge. Central banks are no strangers to data. The demands placed on a modern central bank require not just good sources of data and skilled people to work with it, but also powerful technology to stay on top of the volume, variety and velocity of data. Supervisors in particular must collect and analyse huge amounts of data and supervisory technology, SIPTEC, is rising to meet that challenge. At the same time, RegTech is helping financial firms meet growing regulatory data requests. The challenge then is aligning the two types of system. With that challenge in mind, I'm pleased to be joined today by Joanne Horgan, SoupTech Product Director with Regnology. Joanne has over 15 years of experience in developing and implementing technology for financial regulators around the globe. Joanne, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Daniel. Happy to be here. So, uh, I wondered if perhaps you could start by, by setting the scene. Um, is it fair to say a lot of central banks are working to upgrade their handling of data, uh, particularly for supervisory purposes at the moment? And I guess the flip side of that is that firms are also doing the same. Yeah, I guess, um, you know, while regulatory and supervisory technology, they're, they're not new concepts. It's been around quite a long time, maybe under different names, but technology to help with regulatory compliance has been uh, around for quite quite a number of years. But I think what we're seeing is that COVID-19 in particular has, has accelerated the rate of digitalization for central banks and, and regulators. Um, you know, where previously they, they would have been looking at data collection as being very, very important, obviously, and it continues to be very important. Um, it might have been looked at in a, a siloed way um, and maybe looked at more from the, the central bank's perspective. I think now what we're looking at is, um, you know, a, a shift in focus maybe across a number of areas. Um, so rather than looking at supervisory technology as, you know, uh, something that might help them to, to collect or analyse data, I think it's really coming up to the, the, the board level now is something that's, that's very important. Um, very important for a supervisor to have and looking at a, a wide variety of data, as you mentioned. So while prudential and statistical data would continue to be the, the largest type of data that's collected from um, financial institutions, there is an increasing focus on, on other data sources and other types of data that need to be looked at as well. So unstructured data, um, sentiment analysis, etc. Um, so I think looking at supervisor technology more as, as a, core, um, a core of a central bank is, is, is a shift that we've seen. I think the second thing that we're seeing as well um, in that area of digitalization is, is the digitalization of the communications between the, the industry and regulators. So we, we saw over the last number of years, you know, on-site inspections, for example, um, really having to, to, to move to a more digital format. Um, and I think regulators are looking to uh, increase maybe how much communication they can do with with um, the financial institutions in in electronic ways and digital ways. Um, I think this this communication as well is leading to um, or maybe is driven by the, the need for more collaboration between industry and regulators. Um, so that's that's on a technology perspective, which we might talk about a little bit, but initially on on data. So there's a huge focus now on data standardization. Uh, granularity of data and you know really to achieve that maybe that that ultimate vision that we might have of, of sort of real-time um, ingestion of data and, and real-time views of data um, I think regulators and the industry are collaborating a lot more on, on what types of granular data could be collected and, and how we could do that efficiency. 
more efficiently. So in the context of, of all those kind of data demands, um, what yeah. are some of the benefits of greater adoption of, of the technologies to support that? Um, I think that the main benefit sh should be in, in making our financial um, markets more stable and, and more transparent. Um, I think in terms of, of technology from a regulator's perspective, it's um, increasing the, the efficiency at which they can they can collect and analyze data. Um, I think it's it's also looking at maybe reducing uh, the burden on resources within a financial supervisor. So, you know, moving away from uh, large amounts of people being involved in, in sort of that just initial collection of data and um, back and forth with, with firms about the quality of data, et cetera. So, you know, using technology that's um, leading to higher quality data and, and better data coming into the central bank means that um, supervisors and people working in, in, in financial regulation can spend more time on analysing the data, um, looking for risks, dealing with, um, you know, uh, supervision of, of banks that, that need it most from, from a risk-based perspective. Um, I think for, for firms, um, the, the benefit of reg tech adoption, you know, there's reduced cost, obviously, um, from, from automating uh, processes that might be a bit more manual, um, reduce risk. So if, if you're applying technology that's going to help with the sourcing, validation, um, production of, of data for, for the regulator, um, you're reducing the risk of, of you know, manual steps getting something wrong, for example. Um, I think the the uh, efficiency as well. So, you know, we have seen that the, the timelines of data requests from central banks have, has been increasing. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, previously in, in, in years gone by, it, it may have been sort of quarterly submissions, et cetera. We, we have lots of daily um, sub data submissions that are required. We have lots of ad hoc submissions that, that are required, um, especially again in the last number of years due, due to COVID, there's been a lot of ad hoc data that's been requested. So I think for banks, um, having, you know, having reg tech solutions um, in place where they have ease of access to their data, where they can provide data as required on time for, for the uh, for the regulator is, is really important as well. Right. And it, so it, it's it's interesting that um, it seems to me at least that many central banks are kind of taking different routes to to overhauling the way they, they work with data. Um, so you work with with quite a few different institutions. Um, mm. what, what are some of the routes that um, that they're taking and are there kind of pros and cons to, to different approaches? Yeah, I, th I think one of the, the the big changes we've seen um, probably is this is this collaborative approach in 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 lots of jurisdictions. So, if you look at the um, the UK, for example, with the FCA and the Bank of England, uh, where they're they're on a, a data a uh, transformation of data collection journey at the moment, which will be quite quite a long journey. Um, They've been very open in, in collaborating with the industry over the last year. They've, they've been really um, reaching out to a lot of the industry to fully understand some of the pain points. And their focus, you know, again, is, is very much on um, how they're going to improve data collection at, at a reduced burden and reduced cost to the industry. So calling that out as a, as a, key, um, a key part of the vision is, is something that's quite new, I think. Um, I think it's been, you know, there, there has been uh, lip service maybe paid to that in the past, but I think now we're seeing a lot more, um, a lot more regulators and, and central banks looking and discussing with the industry how they can 
how both sides can reduce the cost of, of regulatory uh, reporting and regulatory compliance. Um, I think for, for others, uh, and, and part of that with, with the FCA and Bank of England, you know, they're looking at lots of areas. They're looking at um, the, the data models that are used. They're looking at the uh, modernization of reporting instructions, as, as well as technology that might be put in place as well. Um, I think for, for others, we've seen, you know, working in other jurisdictions, I think a, a, a sort of a, a phased approach is, is probably something that's worked quite well. Um, so as you're looking to overhaul your, your data capabilities or you know type of data that you're collecting, um, not trying to do a big bang is, is probably the, the, the biggest piece of um, advice I'd give. Um, I think you know when you're bringing in a, a new t technical solution or new data models or new new regulatory requirements, um, it's really important to have a, a roadmap in place um, and, and not just a technical solution roadmap, but also from a, a, a you know a data model perspective. It, it's important to have a phased approach. We're seeing more agile approaches being um, being applied now by lots of lots of central banks as they as they looked update their their data collections and the data they they um, data models that they use. Um, so so lots lots of central banks are taking um, a phased approach. I would say so picking particular use cases and looking at um, you know maybe making a, a certain area of data more more granular, sort of loan data for example for banks. Um, and not trying to do a big bang and and replace you know all of the the regulatory requirements at once. Um, I think one of the, the the challenges with that solution or that that approach probably is, you know, you do end up maybe with um, a dual uh, system. So you will still have some data which is collected very much at an aggregate level, at a template level, um, and maybe in parallel to that you start collecting more more granular data. So there you know th there is a risk there that you have a, an you know, you're keeping the existing cost potentially to the to the to the banks. Um, uh, but the intention would be with with lots of granular data models, the intention would be that you should be able to deprecate a lot of the older uh, template based reports over time. Um, I think we've seen, you know, we have seen a lot of um, a lot of, I guess, prototypes or a lot of of um, people looking at use cases maybe in in, in isolation. So. I think that's you know that's really useful um, to start looking at a um, a new way of of collecting data, a new way of analysing data. Doing that on on a pilot approach is is quite useful. Um, but I think again, you know, for 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 central banks in the industry, they need to consider how is that going to be operationalised. So you know, if if you're looking at a new technology, um, you know, how how will that actually be rolled out across? The industry, how will that be rolled out across all of the data that's been collected, all of the you know prudential data, statistical data, for example. Um, so I think while you know while pilots and and sort of prototypes are quite good for for learning, um, I think it's it's then important that there is a, a roadmap with that you know with that solution or with that data model for how that's going to actually be rolled out across uh, across the industry over time. Right, that's interesting. Okay. Um, so in all this, what's the importance of uh, kind of so-called soup tech, rig tech alignment, or I guess aligning the, the technology on the side of the regulator and the, the firms, is that right? Yeah, I think, you know, what, what we've seen, if, if you consider um, that the process that's followed today for, for you know, regulatory reporting, for, for example, so, um, you know, you have banks with multiple siloed data systems, data sources, um, 
they're given a uh, a data model that they must comply with, typically at an aggregate level by the, by the regulator. Um, there's lots of interpretation and transformation of data that has to happen from the source systems into that format. Um, and then the regulator will have, you know, kind of aggregated data, which they can do something with it. It'll answer some of the questions they have. Um, but if they have another question, which um, needs a different view of the data, they have to go back again to the bank and ask for more data. Um, so I think what we see from, from a, a technology perspective is, you know, regulators, when they're publishing that those requirements, um, uh, you know, just, just the data model and the type of rules that need to be complied with for, um, for the firms, they're typically, you know, maybe PDFs are published, um, maybe there's, you know, there might be some technical specifications, you know, taxonomies, different things like that. Um, but they're typically interpreted again by the firms and interpreted by the, the systems that they're using. So there's quite a lot of duplication of effort. So, so you're looking at, at regulators having a very clear idea maybe of what they want, um, but firms having to spend a lot of time um, interpreting that and, and, and trying to implement solutions to, to get the data in that format. Um, so I think there's, there's an important um, alignment on on the technology level that, that could happen with, you know, um, I, I think really enabled though by more granular and standardized data models. Um, and I think what that would enable if you had a more granular data model, for example, being published by the regulator and the firms able to get the data into, into that granular data model, um, regulators then can ask it any question they want and they don't have to go back to the firms. To, to ask them to change their systems when, when that's required. Um, so I think the, the importance here would be, um, you know, in, in reducing a lot of the cost and, and duplication of effort that happens. Uh, I think from a, from a technology perspective, you're probably looking at, you know, I think cloud and APIs and, and technologies like that can, can really help with uh, reducing the, the, the cost of, of solutions where um, there could be shared services between regulators and, um, and firms, for example. Um, so I, I think really the, the importance would be from a uh, interpretation perspective, you know, reducing that um, that risk that we're speaking different languages or that there's, there's interpretation issues between um, regulators and, and firms um, and, and also then a cost perspective as well. So, so maybe through the sharing of, um, you know, common technologies, common APIs, et cetera, we, we can reduce a lot of the, the, the cost of duplication that we see today. Great. Okay. And maybe if we have time just to squeeze in one more question. Um, is there a kind of ideal end state that we're aiming for here in terms of sort of, I don't know, the, the perfect data management structure at the central bank? Um, or is this more of a kind of ongoing process of evolution, do you think? Um, I mean, I, I think if, if, I, if I look at where, um, you know, I'll, I'll say I'm more of a technologist. I'm not. I'm not an expert in, um, even though I've worked in this area for for quite a while. I'm not necessarily an expert in in um, in finance. But, um, you know, if if I look at the, um, the the requirements that we're seeing from from central banks and, and regulators, um, you know, the the ability to to have a sort of a, a Tesla model, if you like. So where where the central bank, when they want, um when they want to ask a different question of the data um, that banks hold, that, that they should be able to do that and push that out without the bank having to necessarily do anything. Um, and I think that's that's sort of the ideal state that, that we would be aiming for. Um, so the idea of, of you know, firms providing d 
data in a very granular way into a, a you know a centralized standard data model um, and central banks then on, on a very in a very agile way being able to um, update the if you like the, the transformation rules or the um, uh, yes essentially the rules that will get them the data that they want it, it, it can aggregate in the way they want etc um, I think to to get to that type of a, um, a state you know the, the technology I don't think is necessarily the challenge I think there's lots and lots of um, you know most of the technology that we need is, is there already for that I think you know once you've agreed a data model at a granular level um, again that's you know that that's a sort of a uh, a more more of a challenge just to agree that with the industry um, and, and that's where the collaboration is really important um, but I think you can get there with you know taking taking a phased approach is is still important I think you you have to start with a, a real use case um, you know tr try that approach with with some granular data um, and then over time I think we, we can move towards that that kind of ideal state I think there'll there'll always be sort of ad hoc data that doesn't fit within that that exact model um, but I think if we got to that sort of ideal state where where 80 percent maybe of of kind of financial and statistical data that that the central banks were looking for was gathered in that type of a way and sort of a, a a pull approach maybe um I think that would reduce a lot of the burden for for firms as well thanks very much Joanne that's uh, I guess it's something to aspire to and yes, um, yes. so uh, yeah it's been great great talking to you today and uh, yeah maybe speak again soon. Thanks, Dan.